live from Chicago, Al. This is the Bears and Beers podcast. We talk Chicago Bears and Beers. I am Walker. Joining me as always are Flipka and CZ. Welcome to season three, boys. Oh, it's been yeah. a while. It's been a while. It has been a while, and man, what a, what a difference uh, you know the time makes here. You know, we we had Nagy, we had Pace, and we had Ted Phillips, we had Total Field. All of a sudden, we got Poles and Ibraflus. Who knows if they're any worth a shit or not? But we have you know, potentially Arlington Heights, and we got uh, Ted Phillips is retiring. I mean, just that by itself is uh, is you know is worthy to uh, crack open a cold one, my friends. Erection worthy, I would say, right? Yeah, definitely erection worthy. That was like Christmas morning, man. Yeah, I don't know where erection all rolled into one. I don't know where he gone. Ted Phillips, he gone. Sweaty Teddy. Yeah. So I wonder if I wonder if uh, Poles just came in and he's like, "Hey, uh, thanks for the job," and uh, "Hey, Scoop, go on and get." Yeah, go on and hit it. Soup. Go on, get what is soup? It? Oh, soup. I keep saying come soup. on. Scoop. Well, he, he did a good job. He got him hired and then he went on here. You know, he took off, you know. So hey, what do you guys think of Pole so far? I mean, it's been pretty uh I think it's been pretty impressive. His his activity, his communication with the uh the media, especially you know, after everything with Jenkins and then Roquan demanded the trade, you know, and said, Hey, let's get in here right away and talk. I mean, I think it's been you want impressive. uh you want up first, Terry, or you want me to oh, take go ahead. This? By all Fine. means, don't mind if I do. Uh, I I like what he's doing, man. Like he is stuck to his his guns with what he said he was going to do. Um, you know, you have all the meathead fans, probably including the three of us, Correct. saying like, "Hey, dra- draft receivers, draft these guys on offense," and he's stuck with his guns. You know, prior to the draft, with the draft, drafting the the two defensive backs with his first two picks, finding some diamonds in the rough later in the rounds. You know. He, he has his convictions as to how this team needs to be built and he's going to do it that way. But I, but you mentioned about how he came out and he's, and he's, you know, stood in front of the media. It's refreshing to see him like actually answering questions and, and talking and coming out. And I mean, pull or polls, sorry, pace. Like you'd never see the guy. You saw him at the very beginning of the season and at the end, but you never saw him in front of the press answering questions, talking about what's going on. And, and poll seems to, be okay letting people in a little bit to say like here's what the thought process is here's what what's going on and and i loved how they've handled the roquan situation um they weren't going to let him bully them into making a contract that they didn't feel was was right um you know they kind of were playing it you know gentlemanly until roquan released the thing and then they finally said all right dude time to get you're going to start getting fined at practice and all this i i appreciate everything that he's done so far and I'm, i'm excited to see how it plays out uh, yeah, I mean, that that's uh, all yeah. spot on. And, and the fact that he isn't overpaying for people too, right? We finally have a GM that's kind of sitting back and, and waiting and letting things come to him, right? You always had Ryan Pace say we had conviction and we had this and that. So we went and we blew our wad and we traded eight picks and went up two spots to get, to get a guy. You know, he's kind of sitting back and, and he's waiting and letting things come to him. Like that Alex Leatherwood, right? So he sat back and he waited and all of a sudden you get a guy that was a first round pick that is cut by a team. And now he's a guard on your, on your team for, for nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and with, with pace, it was always reaching. It was always, you know, him talking about having conviction on people and just, and overspending. And I'm not seeing that right now. And it's refreshing. Well, well, think about that, Flip, what you just said with Pace, not only did he overspend on guys, like financially, but he overspent, like you said, draft capital-wise, right? So, Poles is the, the polar opposite. He He's trying to keep his picks, but while also building his surplus of cap room 
he's going to have both. He's going to have draft picks coming forward in the next few years. He's going to have a huge amount of cap space. And if Fields can show that he's worth a damn, you're going to have free agents that are going to be willing to come here because, one, you're going to have the money to pay them. But, two, they're going to know that they're going to be playing with a young quarterback who's got some skills and a GM who knows what the hell he's doing. So uh, he, he's been awesome, I think, so far, man. Yeah, and two, uh, two positions groups I want to talk about really quickly, and this kind of goes into what you're talking about, Flip, the waiting, you know, letting things come to them. O-line and DBs, and secondary. Secondary, I think, has a chance to be extremely special, if not this year, next, the next two, three years. And this O-line group, how they brought together, you know, Braxton Jones, a fifth-round pick, Lucas Pactris, who is listed today as a starting center. You know, they, they waited on uh, Tevin Jenkins. We have uh, Cody Whitehair, you know, and now we have Borum. And, and, but now we have some depth with Reef. We have uh, Leatherwood. And it's, you know, it's, just, it's a really interesting group that they've kind of just put together here and has some potential, I think. And, and with Tevin Jenkins, I mean, they didn't, they didn't panic on him. And there was, you know, they could have, they could have you know, went crazy on, on his holdout or whatever he was doing or sitting out. But they found a, the best fit for him. And now he looks like a potentially serviceable right guard if, 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 at the very least. Yeah, no, I think I think more than than serviceable. I think that's probably the natural fit for him, and and probably was from the get go. We just didn't have the the coaching staff in place with the last regime to to realize that. I mean, he looks he looks nasty. He looks imposing out there. He gets to the second level. He finishes blocks. I mean, I I like the transition. Um, we'll see what they do when when Patrick comes back. Um, some people are talking about them moving him to guard. I don't know if you guys have, have heard that and maybe bump yeah, yeah, right here yeah, I've read it, yeah. So I, I don't know what their plans are for him, but from what I've seen so far and the moves that they've made, I think I'm inclined to, to trust their judgment on this one. Let's see where it goes. Agreed. And, and I, I like the fact that not only have they found these guys that fit into the offensive line, I mean, Braxton Jones, you got these young guys and everything, but – I also like the mentality that they're instilling in these guys, right? I mean, we go back and we laughed about this on that podcast last year when it was, it was Tevin Jenkins, whatever, first or second game play, and, and Justin Fields gets late hit, and he goes over there and starts getting in guys' faces, and Jermaine and Fetty comes and, like, oh, yeah. yells at, at him, and then the next week, Fetty's named a captain. Like, yep, these yeah. guys now, the five of them, they see somebody get hit. They're, they're pushing guys. They're, throw, they're ready to throw punches at people to protect their players. They're picking everybody up. Five offensive linemen, right? The whole saying, like, the, the fist, right? Five linemen playing as one. They're all there. And and maybe they're not, you know, they're not the, no one's going to mistake them for the 1990 Cowboy offensive line, right? But you got five dudes that are willing to play for each other and play for the guys out there. Like, dude, they're going to, I think they're going to be better than people are giving them credit for. And to go to your DBs, Walker, I love the two picks he made, man. I did too. Brisker, Briskers looks like a, an absolute stud in that defensive backfield. Um, I think he's going to bring out the best in Eddie Jackson. Then you got Jalen Johnson. You know, I, I, I just think it's it's Gordon. I think um, I think it's going to be be awesome, dude. Yeah, I think Briscoe's going to be a fan favorite. I mean, the way he he hits and the mentality, the physicality he brings, and then Gordon just looks like a, a phenomenal athlete out there. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? Yeah, I mean, they completely revamped that whole unit with the first two picks of that draft yeah, like we went did. from like a really i'd say a piss poor unit right yep. as a whole very well to it, it this could be like the strength of the team right now well Maybe because now you have picks, it's crazy you have guys now that are that were starting last year that are now 
in a, a role where they should be like the, the fifth or sixth DB in depending on, you know, nickel or dime package or things like that. You have guys that shouldn't be in a starting role, shouldn't be covering the number one wide receivers who now can come in and play guarding the number three, number four receiver, which is going to make them be more successful. Right. I mean, you're, you're hundred percent right. For them, but they flipped the entire script by just drafting those two guys in the first two round with their first two picks. Can we have a moment of silence really quick though, for Duke Shelley? <laughs> Did he get caught? He gone. He gone. <laughs> Okay, go. moving on. Yeah, can we right. can we tip one out for him or no? Yeah, we can tip yeah. one out. But yeah, but okay. a guy like Kendall Vildor, now you're not looking at him to be your like to your point. He's not going to be your second corner, right? Correct. Now he's going to be a nickel. Yeah, and some guy that 100%. can come in and, and spell people when they when they need a break. Yeah, I mean, it, and they weren't complacent. You're genius, Lloyd. You're genius. And they weren't complacent after they got the 53 man set. You know, they saw was out there that they grabbed a six, uh, you know, league high six free agents. And they're, they're constantly looking to turn this, this uh, lineup. I mean, we're, we're, I don't think any of us are delusional. Maybe Flipgrid, maybe it might be you, but 17 I, I and yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I mean, all right, let's say they win six, seven, eight games this year. Right. But at least with the way the fields has been looking the preseason, Komet, Mooney, the receivers, there's a lot, you know, to still, uh, you know, work on there, but, there's a lot of young, good talent on, on this team, and um, and it's exciting, you know. So at least there's some optimism towards the long term future in this team. It looks like we have somebody in charge who's got a plan and is not going to sit 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 by idle. And uh, so I, I'm excited for it. And I don't think you guys have heard me too excited over in this podcast. Well, last few, you know, this is season three, so the last years have been pretty rough. So this is yeah, a, no, it's a difference. Quite the change from where we were at the end of last year. Yeah. Right. I I do like the fact too that that polls signed a lot of guys like like these one year prove it deals, right? Yep. Where like if they if they come out and, and they they're great because they're trying to earn another big contract that benefits us and maybe we resign them or we just use them for one year and they were great or you realize like okay this guy sucks it didn't cost as much and you get rid of them instead of in a quote unquote rebuild year paying all this money for guys that. It, it's not worth it at this point, right? In the rebuild, it's not it's not worth it to go balls out the first year when you don't yeah. know what the hell you have. How about finding a guy like Jack Sanborn too? Dude, as an undrafted Absolutely. free agent. I mean, guys like this, and and you talk about you know Braxton Jones and just all these draft picks that that look like they're going to be able to contribute. Even that the yep. running back, Ebner. Yep, yep. He, he looks the part. He does. Right? I mean, I'm our punter and the punter too. I, I love that guy. I was never a huge fan of, of mega. We talked about yeah, this no. before because he got, be, he got beat out in that training camp by Tressway. Yep. Big time. Since he was a draft pick. They kept him and Tressway went on to be, you know, he's like a perennial all pro. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think it's a, a huge upgrade to be honest. Well, another, another move they made too is, was, you know, one of the signees we got, you know, Armand Watts from the Vikings, you know, classic three yep. tech, you know, only, only third, three years in the league. You know, they, yeah, they, had new, they had new defense. They were a three, four now. So he doesn't fit what they're doing. Fits what we're doing perfectly. I know we have blacks in there now, but I mean, but, he's but he made some plays. He, like, plays. He, he, he made plays sacks and tackles. Like, yeah, he, he's going to be good. He'll be our three tech. I mean, yeah, get, get him up to speed and he definitely will be. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's for sure. You know, so just, just moves like that. You know, just you, you see a guy. Who's there? I mean, we, we brought in Muhammad, you know, the DN from Indy. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who knows if he's if that's a great guy, but he's a guy who knows the system. Ibrafus knows him, you know, and uh, 
And, and you know what? We could have also sat by with Cleo Mack and, and kept him and, and see what we could have gotten, but we moved on. He doesn't fit this type of a defensive scheme. I mean, it may, might be a little idiotic saying that because Mac is, you know, who Mac is, but you know, we, we moved, we identify, we had, you know, draft capital to get back and we moved on from him and, and we signed also, the diagnosis off the D. I also like the, the Riley Reef signer, right? Everyone thought like, Oh, we're paying him a little bit of money. He's going to automatically be the starter. And they're saying like, listen, maybe he's going to start some games. Maybe he's not, but we're not going to, we're not going to just grant him and, and anoint him the starter because of what we're paying him in this role. And you know what, if he doesn't start for us, that's not a bad dude to have as your as your swing tackle or or nope. your guy when you know where offensive lines gonna get banged up. Guys are gonna miss Absolutely. games and have Riley Reef as your guy coming off the bench is isn't a bad deal to have there. Well, let's talk about the old line really quick. All right. So we have right now we have Reef and Leatherwood. Those are Leather, the the first two off the bench. I mean, I'm thinking, right? You know, yep. maybe Mustafer. Well, but, depending on if Patrick starts, yeah, Mustafer then. Yeah, so is there is there a weak spot on, on the old line that you see? I mean, for Leatherwood, I mean, is he going to get in over Whitehair or Jenkins? I mean, both of those are pretty solid. I mean, I, I doubt we're going to put him in left tackle over Reef. I, I, they're they're so, still saying that they've got him at right tackle, so he's yep. the guy behind Borum right okay. now. Correct. Yep. That's a hell of a thing if Borum, what, what, a fifth-round pick last year, sixth-round pick, is legitimately better than last year's first-round pick. That's that's a hell of a thing. That's true. But but think about this: like you might have Borum as your fifth or sixth round pick from last year, and then Braxton Jones is what your fifth or sixth round pick this year as your two starting tackles. It's crazy. Two, it's two crazy, young guys. Man. I mean, yeah. And I don't mind swinging for it. I would love the way. I mean, he's a first round pick from last year. We own five million dollars. But what the Raiders like swing. Well, I sorry. What was that? You'd like to be a swinger? I didn't hear what you said. There. I love the way. I've known that about Walker. Sorry, about sorry. My, my but, fault. But, dude, I mean, the fact that they got rid of him after one year, it's it's pretty indicting that there, there must he must be bad in the locker room or uncoachable or something. But it's it's worth a shot. You know the talent. One hundred percent, man. That guy, he's he's Alabama, right? He is. Yeah. 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 Well, and they said right. We there's a couple guys on our coaching staff that have connections to him because they were with the Raiders in the past, right? So they, they were able to vouch for the guy and say, like, he's somebody that we could work with, I believe is what the story was. That's some inside okay. information for you right there. All right. All right. Fupka, real quick question. You, you're sitting at a table and you got a, you got a uh, Augie's Italian beef. You oh, have boy. A, Costa's Giro, sons. What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing? Can I make it a combo? No. Yes. You got to eat out. No, no, I can't. I, I can't combine them together. No, all right, let's. I'm gonna move on. Augie's Italian beef or South Loop Yero, son. Why? Why are you doing this, man? Because I need the answer. I've been thinking about this all off season. I need the answer. You know what? Can we? Can I pass? <laughs> can I pass? <laughs> pass? All right, Chris Farley, you can pass. All right, so you would you would do a combo beef Yero, son? Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't. I, I, really, I can't choose. I can't choose. Yeah, a, a little, a little fine shredded uh, beef mixed with some like nicely sliced lamb meat. Why not? She sounds really delicious right now. Double fisting. Yeah, whatever, she, whatever, with, whatever with, you like with a guide finger. Da, whatever right. your passion guide, is. Guide finger is it, it's 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 you know that's part of the uh, that's the technique. Make sure you get it all in there. All the right, guide C finger. CZ, we're about ten minutes in here. Probably the first you know, only Bears podcast. Not mention Justin Fields. 10 minutes in, but talking about Justin Fields, we, we, we discussed the O-line. Montgomery's back, obviously. Montgomery looks like the number one back in training camp. We didn't see much of Herbert at all with the ones. Um, 
Komet looks to be his top option of obviously Mooney, but Komet looks maybe be the, the number one option over Mooney. What are you expecting out, out of Fields this year? I think he's going to show people why he was taken where he was and why he's one of the top quarterbacks in that draft and why he's one of the top young quarterbacks in this league. You know, I think he gets overlooked and people bash him because of some of his, his inadequacies or whatever you want to call them. But uh, he's good. I think he's going to, he's, he's shown improvement, right? He's improved on his, his throwing mechanics, quicker release. They're saying he's studying the playbook like a crazy man. He knows every, every, which he should know. I mean, that's stuff that people should be doing at that level, but his touch on the ball, he's always been a good deep ball guy. I think we're going to see a lot of good things. And I think what's going to help him is that you have an offensive coordinator in Getsy that is going to tailor the playbook to his strengths, right? They're going to let him sit in the pocket and throw. They're going to get him out on the, on the edge and, and work those edges on those crossing routes and things like that, those deep digs and all that. But I think you're going to see a guy who finally feels comfortable with the game plan and running an offense in the NFL. And I, I have high hopes for, for what we see out of Justin Fields this year. So he was behind the eight ball, right? CZ. I mean, with, with, with Nagy, I mean, that, I mean, that's for damn sure. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, you got a coaches that didn't know what the hell they were doing. And I mean, it, it, it's out there. I mean, every player has come out, Mooney, Montgomery, all these guys and said like, they go into each week, not really knowing what the hell was going on. And they had the playbook. They said, I, I wish I could remember the exact stat. But I think they had – I think they said Fields had, like, maybe on the entire season, when it, from the time he started to the end, had, like, 12 design rollout plays the entire season that he's – I mean, because they were just using Dalton's playbook, right? He didn't want to make any yeah. adjustments to it. How do you have that guy and you want 12 design rollouts the entire season? Well, kind I mean, of sounds on. like Mitch, how they had Mitch. Same thing. They, they never use, use his legs. You know, Flipka, we have uh, – you got Fields, you got Lawrence, you got Mac Jones, you got Trey Lance. Um, I'm missing one. From that first round from from uh, 2021. You got Mac Jones, Davis Mills was taken. Who's that yeah. the guy? Trey Lance, Lawrence. Obviously, I think I might be missing one there. Oh, Zach Wilson. Um, Zach Wilson, yeah. Is Fields going to ascend to the top of that of that, of that that class here this year? Well, he's going to start chipping away at it, right? Starting week one. He's going to see Trey Lance. They're going to they're gonna do battle head-to-head. And he's going to basically show the, the 49ers that they – they really fucked up by not picking Justin Fields in that draft, right? And he's just going to start doing it one by one. And it you've seen the improvement already just in three preseason games, right? And it's crazy to see that we're talking about preseason in terms of development of a quarterback. But you've seen the offense from week one to two to three um, start to take shape. And obviously, you're not seeing a whole – complement of what they're going to run in the in the regular season but the things that i've seen so far take advantage of field strengths um you you see the emergence of Komet. you see the other guys get involved you see plays that are schemed to get receivers open right you see guys that are wide open and that's yeah. a result of of actual good sound play design and we haven't seen that in a while um, another thing is, it, if you guys aren't noticing, um, people in the national media are starting to talk about Fields, too. Um, you heard, or I heard today, I think it was Bruce Arians getting interviewed on ESPN. Yep. He actually mentioned Fields as being in that 
younger category of elite young quarterbacks mm. coming up. And it's like, holy shit, we might have a guy yeah. here for the first time in forever. And it's pretty fucking exciting, especially with all the talk about Arlington Heights and moving the franchise. You, you really need to, to galvanize the fan base to, to make a big move like that and have, have your fans follow you out there and, you know, make it a smooth transition. They, they really need it. So this would be huge. My, my one concern that I have, I think it, 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 it's like a double-edged sword, right? Getsy, I think, is going to work his ass off to improve Fields and make Fields the yeah, man. He and then he's going to be out of here in a year or two. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, you always have to get – then the quarterback coach hopefully has learned enough and he can take over as that OC role. But everything I've heard about Getsy and Fields, like they have, they have clicked and you would hate to see – I mean, in order for Getsy to leave, that means he's done great things with Fields and calling this offense, which is a good thing for us. But it also means that he's going to be the first guy getting hired to be a head coach somewhere. So yes. – um, you know, but you fingers crossed that it, it it leads to us being successful and feels learning how to take over the show and quote unquote become the next Aaron Rodgers under Getsy. You know what I mean? I was listening to that Cutler uh, Urlacher podcast, and, and 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 for a much different reason, Cutler talked about he had five uh, OCs here in his eight years, and you know Cutler. I mean, for all you want to say about him, just phenomenal actual physical talents, and uh, I it, love it, him. Yeah, I and, love him and, now too, dude. He's, he's awesome. Post career, he's awesome. He's been great, great. at post career. You know, it's like it's he's first, awesome. That Cavalry show and and now the, his podcast. He's, well, look, he's I mean, awesome. like him and Erlocker didn't like each other, right? Erlocker no. and him are good buddies now, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's it's awesome. But and, and I and yeah, he's hilarious. If Gessie leaves because he, he did great things, like you know, kind of like uh, you know the Buffalo offense last year, that's that's a good problem to have. But yeah, just that's hope right. that, that's a good hope problem. That we, just hope that we have some camaraderie for a few years. And uh, professional coaching for Fields, and uh, you know, I'm really excited to see what Bayless Jones can do. I saw he he um, came back today to practice, sort of Pringle, yep. and uh, you know, really with that motion offense that that Lafleur and Gessie brought to Green Bay, and and um, you know, scheme guys open. You know, all of a sudden you got Devontae Adams on, on a linebacker. You know, it's uh, hopefully you can get those kind of motions open on Bayless. And Walker, well, uh, that's the greatest. That's the greatest comment you've made, though. Like scheme guys open. That's what good offensive coordinators do, and we yeah. never, we can never scheme anybody open. No, you like, stand as excellent. Allen Robinson, Mooney, whoever it was, like they, they, okay, okay, they ran their route. They're not open. Like you're 100 right. Scheming yeah. guys open that you need to get the ball to, finding a way to get them open. Confusing the offense. Empty and... hitches is yeah. scheming guys open. Confuse yeah. the defense and, and that, and then see what happens. Right? I mean, that's that's for sure. So. Like when we would run hitches in the red zone, but they wouldn't hitch actually in the end zone. They'd hitch at like the, the two yard line. So when they would catch it, they'd yeah. get tackled out of the end zone. On, four, on fourth and goal. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's, hitches ended up. that's been yeah. happening since, uh, that's been happening since Wanstead as a coach. I mean, we, <laughs> fourth and eight, we run a five yard route. I mean, that's just been you yeah, know, classic. Just, did, you, hey, did you see that? I don't know. I don't know if it was, I think it was Getsy or maybe it might've been Abraflus came out and said, like pretty much came out and said, if we needed seven yards, our routes are going to take us to eight or nine yards. Like we're not going to run shorter routes and hope that our guy breaks tackles. We're going to run. And I'm like, the fact that he has to say that to the Chicago media shows yeah. how absolutely ridiculous our offense has been in the past few years. KCZ, would you say that's refreshing? It is refreshing. <laughs> it is like a cold one. Refreshing. Speaking of refreshing, do you guys find it refreshing that the Bears are not listening Anything that Lightfoot's saying about staying in Chicago and that we have the, the, yeah. the meeting on Thursday night in Arlington Heights, or God, uh, I love that. 
Yeah, so you're on board. You guys are all, I mean, this is happening. Oh, hell yeah. 150. 150%. Let's, hey, let's do they this need right to do way. It. What are your thoughts about having a retractable roof? And the McCaskies basically say, hey, any Bears game, playoff game, that roof is open, but the, 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 the roof is there for the Super Bowl, for the Final Four. But, hey, that roof is, is always going to be open for any Bears game, playoff game, Hell yeah, whatever man. have you. But that it's a retractable so we can have a Super Bowl here. I mean, I, like, I want it to be there so that they can make it a nice 70 degrees year-round. That's what I want. Uh, see, I don't, I don't like that. Joking, I, Walker. That was a joke. Gee, I mean, take it easy. Been, it's the Bears game, CZ. You yeah. and I that got off a yep. Cobb game. You know, yep. look, we were at the uh, Eagles playoff game, lost. You know, last game ever at the Old Soldier Field, and you made me. We we sat in there until nobody else was there. We tried to steal part of the field, and they wouldn't let us have any yeah. field at all. Can I ask yeah. you guys a question? Where's your IQ, buddy? And we we froze our asses off. Zero. Yeah, we, we froze did. our asses off. But that's like, can you imagine being in a dome? Like, no, that would. But can I ask you a question though? It, is there really bare weather anymore, though? Like, it's not no. like we dominate in these weather. So, no, and the Packs and the Packers, too, they suck in the cold you know, when it comes yeah. to the playoffs. You know, Favre's last pass, the Packers Listen, have interceptions. They can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want in all these nights. Just put some goddamn field turf in, right? Like, yeah. we it, like put field turf in and also don't host like concerts and soccer games and high school right. football games a day before an NFL football game. Like, yeah. do those two things, and I don't give a shit what you do with the roof or anything like that. Just have it so that the, the guys are actually playing on a good field. Did you see them resod the the uh, Soldier Field yesterday? Yeah, yeah, it's so dumb. It's, dude. it's it's like some some new shit that they put in there. It's like Bermuda grass that's already like attached to like rubber backing or something. I don't know. It seems so, kind you, of kind of interesting. We had you we know. Had, uh, I was saying say we had Labor Day get together on Sunday with some neighbors and. And oh, the neighbors, would you say it was a multifamily? Multifamily gathering. gathering, and one of them, except that the, we, except that we weren't invited. These yeah, two multifamily. Well, yeah, it's all walkables. It's all walkables. Yeah, you guys yeah. are too far. True you guys should have came, but you don't want. Anyways, hey, one of the guys' wives asked, "Hey, why do the Bears want to move to Arlington Heights?" And all I said was, "They don't own the stadium, and and the city lets them have soccer games and high school games and concerts on their field, and they have no control over it, and they get no revenue after the season." So, like, why did they stay there so long? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you know. It was such a quick yeah. and easy. Uh, go ahead, CZ. You you guys know who the the sod father is, right? The guy that does the bond the, for the Chicago White Sox, right? Yeah. Yes. Kid went to kid went to Naz. The, the the sod father took care of the Naz baseball field and all that. He offered to either help or like be a huge part of keeping up the Soldier Field a couple of years ago. And they the Chicago partners said, "Nah, we don't need you. We got it under control." Oh my God. Yeah. This guy yeah. makes like like fields look immaculate. He said they're like, nah, we're good. I think he <laughs> did. Guys are all- he did Wrigley, didn't he? Did, didn't he do yep, Wrigley? He did I think Wrigley. He, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, even the Northsiders said, "Hey, come on over." Yeah. We'll take you, yes. you know? So, hey, so hey, guys, I, I know we have the, the the Niners come up this weekend. It's going to be first game of the season. Trey Lance, a lot of unknowns there. You know, I'm pretty optimistic in the Bears in this game, but you know, there's a reason why they moved up from Jimmy Jimmy G, who took to the NFC title game. Um, well, there's Bears also a reason Bears that they re-signed win. him too. Like, yes, a hundred percent flip good. Okay, so you think that they're seeing something that maybe they're like, I think so. I don't think there's any yep. reason you turn back to him on a one-year deal if you no, think that you, you've got the guy, right? Yep, you could have signed somebody else to be the backup if you needed it. And you could have traded him to somebody and got in some kind of pitch, but you go Anything. and sign him to a decent deal, come back. There's there's something going on there's something not 100% there, man. confidence. All right, all right. So you guys are confident in the in the Bears this weekend then. I am well here's the thing. I, I like I'm gonna see it truly comes out to the like 
can we stop the, the 49ers defense, right? They have some some dudes that can play, right? Bosa, Joseph, Joseph, uh, yeah, Warner Jackson, in the middle. I mean, yeah. they got guys that can get after it. So it's going to be, you know, can we keep fields clean enough to, to make plays downfield? Because I'm not scared of that fucking 49ers offense. That's for I mean, they got some receivers that can – then that can do things for sure, but yep, I Debo. Trey Lance isn't scaring me. Like, you no, know what I mean? Like, not at all. Come on. Yeah, maybe more scared with his, with his legs than his than his arm, but you know, uh-huh. for sure that defense with Bosa. You know, we had to keep uh, keep fields clean, so that's for sure. Flipka, I know where you're going. I, I know you're uh, a, you know Bears optimist, and you got the Bears with a, a solid victory this weekend, right, my friend? I think it'll be a seven-point victory. Seven I, point I, victory. I don't think it's going to – it's not going to be anything crazy like they're going to blow them out. But I yeah. think, you know, you've got you've got a new coaching staff all the way around. It's just – it's hard for a team to game plan right now, right, for the Bears. And I think they're going to they're gonna catch them in some some bad looks and, and, and they're going to make some plays. And I think they're going to come out on top. Yeah, and, and at I that think, point – I think right. Fields is going to make Trey Lance look really, really bad. That game, well, and I hope 49er so. fans are going to look and say, "Holy shit, could have had him. We could have had this guy." I mean, Trey Lance has played what two games in the last two years? I mean, he mm-hmm. played one game a senior year at North Dakota State. He played one game last year. They drafted him a hundred percent on, uh, you know, I just, promise as, yeah. com- as combine. He did yep. nothing at all. I mean, so, but it is hard for the Bears to, to, to scheme defensively against them because they're not sure what they're going to get with Trey Lance. Uh, but, I, you know, I had the Bears actually win this game, too, uh, probably with a field goal at the end. I, you know, it's, I think, a close game, like you said, Flipka. But I think at home, I think the first game of the season, I, I see the Bears winning this game um, as well. So, hopefully, we're all we're all right on this one, and the Bears go off to a 1-0 start, my friends. 27-20, to 20, the beloved. 7-20, all right. You got it down. So, hey, CZ, anything you want to hey, add to that? I just think that the, the, the Bears are going to have – they're going to have guys that have chips on their shoulder. They're going to have dudes that want to prove like the national media wrong. And, and they're going to come out and, and listen, playing with a chip on your shoulder, you know, as an athlete, like it, it helps a little bit, right. It helps give you that little edge when you need it. So I think they're going to pull it out too. I say 23, 20 with a Cairo Santos field goal to win it. All right. I, I like said it. field goal. So I'll, I'll, I'll go same with you for, for CZ 23, 20. I love Cairo Santos. Yeah. He's, he's rock solid. It's a, it's a good thing Nagy had a 47-day uh, tryout for kicker. Oh my God. My <laughs> God, yeah. What is this? Well, who, who, did, who did they That's land not on about, that That's not talking about Nagy. That was God. Eddie Easy Money Pinheiro. <laughs> it was yeah. Eddie Pinheiro. Yeah. It's just so, so sad. And, and yeah. the NFL is such a good old boys network. I mean, they just, oh, yeah, come on back to Kansas City. and You can hold the clipboard, you know. You'll be Crazy. quarterback coach or whatever. Crazy that he landed on his feet as quickly as he did. I know. It is insane. Yeah, it's all Pace about trust, you know. Pace is bringing every old, every bear that gets cut is going to into the yeah, they Falcons. Are. They're all going right to Atlanta. Wow. Bad. Kairos Tonga, the latest, yeah, right? Yeah, the latest edition. Bad, bad, bad. And hey, then so, you look at Mitchell Trubisky, right? Yeah. Starting He's for the cap- Steelers. Yeah, captain, captain. Right? He got named a captain. So now, it, you know, if, if Trubisky goes out and lights it up, and then Justin Fields comes out and lights it up, you put those yeah. two things together. Where's the you finger yourself, pointing, right? You put those two it, things yeah, together. It might be the biggest, shit. Shit. <laughs> the biggest damning report ever on a coach if yeah. that happens. Trubisky yeah. throws for 506 touchdowns and Felix <laughs> throws for 800, <laughs> runs That's for it. another 400. Thanks, hey, Matt. Something Ibrafus is going to do, I think, is, is a great thing, too, is he's going to have four season captains and he's going to yeah. have a, 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 an annual ro- or a weekly rotating captain. 
yeah. where, you know, it's like a, it's like Nagy, a rotating tap at a brewery, right? Well, Nagy was having rotating oh, yeah. taps every week. He, yeah, he, it was just know, so like, bizarre. So bizarre. Everything was bizarre. Like you're, uh, you're playing a guy's former team and you make him a captain. For, yeah, yeah, like, thanks. thanks. Hey, real quick, we're on, some t- we're, on, we're on time here. Flipka, I'd like to see, hear your uh, Super Bowl prediction and Super Bowl champion. Who do, you, who do you got? And if, oh, NFL you, you're blindsiding me right now. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus, primity. Can, can I, I, I sent you, you know a what? message. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm going to pass right now. I haven't had time to. You to pass on the Euro Sun question. I know. Too. I'm Let's sorry. Go. Come on. You give that give me until next week. Okay. All right. See, see, see any, any, any ideas? Well, I'll, do, I'll give you yeah. a post game. I, 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 I have one. I have, I'm taking the Bills to win it all. I don't know who the hell they're going to play in the NFC, but I have the Bills winning it the whole Super Bowl. Right, Bills, so, Bears. So I'm guessing yeah. they're taking Josh Allen as MVP then. Uh, yeah. You love All Josh right. O. I do love Josh O. So That's what he says with the Bills, legs crossed. You think the Bills come out uh, week one and beat the Rams on Thursday night? Yeah, mm-hmm. especially Matt, Matthew Stafford's got like a bum elbow, dude. Like, I don't even know who the hell their backup quarterback is. Uh, he played. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. There's your answer right there. No, I thought uh, it was Chase Daniel. It's somebody somebody no. else who sucks, but. Anyways, all right. He's actually pretty good. But... Hey, uh, Walker, I've heard that there's a good chance we might be um, joining other pod- Bears podcasts and having some Bears podcasters on our show this season. Yeah. That's what the fans can be looking forward yeah, to in India. That's exactly right. See, 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 I was going to mention that before the end, end of the podcast. We reach out to some podcasts that we, uh, you know, that are also in the uh, Bears universe here, to, you know, a couple of our followers, the former Bears players, and uh, looking to have. Uh, you know, a little mix up on the podcast, you know, on our pregame show. So maybe a collaboration uh, pregame with, uh, you know, different podcasts or maybe uh, hopefully some former Bears. And then, and then the three of us will go at, go at it on the, on the, on the pregame, uh, postgame, which is a lot more fun after we've, we've seen whatever the hell happened on Sunday. Yeah. Guys, I, 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 really, I really want to get uh, Mr. Butkus on the show. I know. I see that jersey behind oh. you. I know. We, I reached out to him. Oh. We are one of the 350 followers. He's got like 60,000 people follow him and he follows us. Reached out. We're waiting for a response from, from Mr. Buckus and, uh, and Jimmy. I mean, if he knows, please, to our, to if our he knows tens of followers, him, please uh, promote yeah. it. If, if, if he knows what's good for him, he'll join the podcast. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. CZ. CZ, say that in person. Nah. He just laid down the gauntlet. Fine. <laughs> Bring it, Buckus. There you go. All right, boys. Hey, so a lot more optimistic. Uh, Tone to the podcast. We'll see if that lasts uh, after Sunday, but uh, you know, at least it's off to a uh, training camp is off to a good start, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the Bears do against the Niners on Sunday, boys. Yeah, that's a nice yes, pickaxe you have hanging on your back wall over there. Yeah, what the yeah, hell is? It looks like it a medieval torture device. <laughs> I set, the podcast is set up in my dungeon. I guess I, I should have put a, a friendly uh, background in there. I'll put my head over good here. Good lord. Yeah, what the hell's going on over there? That's an edger for the lawn. That's a Chinese water torture device. (laughs) Asian, I think it's referred to as Asian. How about how about how about about this guy right here? What? That from Carthage College, nineteen sixty nine CCIW champion. Why did you get that? The football coach Dustin Haas reached out to anybody. Asked anybody. Yeah, but why that? Yeah, Yeah, I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm sorry, Walker. Because of the because uh, the Redmond the flower the, the, I, I can't, I can't even look at that anymore. That's that's a racist. They had yeah, to get rid of symbol the, right there. Of, they couldn't have we, it hanging in the rafters anymore. It's all about the Firebirds, Walker. It's, it's all firebird. about the Firebirds. It's firebird all about the, pride. The, the boys volleyball national champions, I guess. There, boys. After, football lost fifty-two <laughs> men. <laughs> yeah. I don't think 
football lost what 52 to nothing yeah, not, a, not a bad score not could have done better could have done better <laughs> could have done better could have done better all right boys all right as always we love the chicago bears and we love beers and we are out go bears peace bears go bears Bye.